0: Hey, 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 it's B-Rad Celebrity Hairstylist here, your host of the Hairstylist Empowerment Podcast. Today's guest is Cassandra Rose of Black Rose Beauty Lounge. Want to hear more about her story? Join us now. Cassandra of Black Rose Beauty Lounge. Cassandra is a queer female hair artist who has been in the hair industry for 10 years, two of those being in her own private studio in Alliston, Ontario. As a color specialist and a form method extension technician, she is passionate about helping folks' outer self reflect their inner self. She is dedicated to curating a safe, welcoming space for all humans, 2SLGBQIA plus friendly, and providing an experience above any other. Cassandra is passionate about uplifting not only her clients, but all those around her by sharing her story. Her whole life was turned upside down with the loss of her husband at a very young age, and taught her many lessons that most don't learn until later in life. Her sudden realization how fleeting and uncertain life can be, sparked an alternate mindset in her. She quit her toxic job, disconnected with people and things that no longer served her, and focused on healing. This also drove to guide others to the same conviction. And she actively advocates mental health, body positivity, and individuality. When it comes to sharing her knowledge and teaching new stylists, Cassandra is wholeheartedly invested she loves providing a safe and nourishing environment for young budding industry pros and feels she has a lot to offer when it comes to technical skills of the trade. She is also adamant in sharing with other hair artists the mindset that hair is hair and should not be separated by gender, texture, or otherwise. Welcome, Cassandra, to the Hairstylist Empowerment Podcast. Please introduce yourself and give us a little bit about your background. <coughs>
1: Um, Cassandra Rose, um, I've been a hairstylist for just over 10 years now, um, opened my own little suite, uh, two years ago and have always pretty much always worked in Allison for most of my career Mm -hmm. grew up in Caledon, Caledon East.
0: Okay. So what was that defining moment when you knew you wanted to be in the beauty industry?
1: Um, Honestly, I feel like, I feel like there was never really a specific moment. It was like, since as far back as I can remember, this has always been something that I was super interested in. Um, even when I was like really, really young, like, you know, playing with my mother's hair and my own hair and Mm -hmm. anybody uh, that would let me (laughs) touch their hair, my friends (laughs) or whatever. Um, but yeah, I feel like it was always just like a, a very intense interest. Mm-hmm. And when I was in high school, I did like a, a business course to kind of um, get more information about how to run a business, and did co-op in high school. And I guess when I did co-op, that was like the solidifying uh, okay. moment because so I was you did co-op, you did
0: co-op in a salon from high school.
1: Yeah, I did. I did co up okay. in a salon in Bolton oh, um, perfect. in high yeah. school in grade 12. And mm-hmm. as soon as I was in that environment, I was like a hundred percent sure. You knew this yeah, is for it me.
0: Was- so it's something that was kind of innate and in you, you knew from birth yeah. coming out of the womb that this is yeah. what I'm going to do. I don't care how I do it. I'm going to do it in some sort of, some sort of form. What's the best compliment yeah. you've ever gotten?
1: The best compliment? Um, I th- people tell me a lot that I am genuine and easy to be around. And I think that that's a huge part of um, being a stylist is just, ha- you know, creating a an environment that people can come and feel comfortable. And obviously, <clears throat> you know, giving them great hair is, is part is a big part of it, too. But I love that I can offer a space that people can um, just be themselves and, and be a little bit freed from uh, pressures and issues. Uh, You know, just they can just be themselves, and they they feel comfortable with that around me. So
0: exactly, what what do people misunderstand about you the most?
1: Um, a lot of people tell me that I am super intimidating when they first (laughs) meet me. Maybe not in the shop because obviously I make a big effort to um, be welcoming and everything. But if you were to meet me on the street, a lot of people tell me that I'm intimidating and Uh, seem like I might be kind of closed off just because I I guess because of the tattoos and stuff I've had a few clients that have said like they were nervous sitting in my chair like older older clients okay (laughs) because just at first because they thought I was going to try and give them some like crazy funky you know haircut and color because my haircut and color and style is like that Um, so I think that was kind of a lot of uh, misunderstanding about me as far as in the shop um, and outside of work that people, I think, think that I'm intimidating, Mm -hmm. I guess. But then as soon as you talk to me, like, that, that I feel like that back is away. And then it's relaxed. So I find exactly. it very
0: easy to talk to you, like very simple, very, but I guess, but it really yeah. shows how people's perspectives kind of change just by the visual of having cats or not having, you know, maybe if you had a green mohawk, people would treat you differently to yeah. think that you couldn't yeah. do regular hair that because you yeah, may look exactly. funky, that everything you do is exactly the way that you know, yes, you are maybe exactly. if you worked in Toronto, this may be before your time, but House of Lords was a big place at one time in Toronto. There are some other crazy mm-hmm. shops, which that's all they did. They just did crazy, crazy work all the time. Yeah. And and that's a thing because being in a, a, a intimate town, but it's growing like where you are is a vast growing community. There's people moving in all the time mm-hmm. from Toronto, but they're also looking for someone who has more skill. And and yep. just for our listening audience, if you go out, we'll, we'll at the end kind of list where you're at. But um, if you kind of look at her Instagram, social media, you can see that uh, Cassandra's work is like incredible. And that's one thing that drew me to you, which I mentioned before, is that your work is so, and I'm really picky because I educate all across Canada, the US, I do film, television, video, but then mm-hmm. you, when you look at people's work and people that take the time to fine detail their work that to mm-hmm. me is is worth more than just kind of doing it it's all messy it's everywhere but with your color work with your uh, i think you do extensions as well and as I say just yeah. the the general styling like people don't look like they're coming out of a shop from a small town they look like right. they've been, you know what I mean? As I say, you could work like me, like a celebrity stylist, because that's the kind of work they're looking for. They want stuff that's very natural looking. They want stuff that's yeah. amazing looking, but doesn't look like it has a big, um, you know, as I think too many people do too much work. They over process the hair, they do too much work. Yeah. And then that's how it kind of comes out. <laughs> but so um, going for Can you tell me some of your three most influential people in your life and kind of how they impacted you?
1: My life. um, Probably uh, my mom would be one. She's gone through a lot of shit in her life um, and stayed very strong throughout all of it. And what she was, you know, definitely very inspiring growing up because she could pretty much handle anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't even know, honestly. Yeah. I are guess. there
0: any kind of like hair people you kind of looked up to or anybody in the business or a teacher maybe you had in school, just somebody that kind of, you know, lit the fire for you, so to speak.
1: Um, actually, now that I think about it, my very first job, um, I was uh, like a dishwasher waitress <laughs> type person. Um, my Boss there, Joe, he was amazing, amazing. Mm -hmm. And I was very like shy when I was younger and stuff too. And he like gently sort of forced me to (laughs) waitress because I was Mm -hmm. like, no, no, I'm just here to do dishes. Like,
0: I'll be behind the scenes. I don't want to deal with any people.
1: (laughs) I was always very nervous and very uh, just like shy. And he really pushed me out of my comfort zone and he saw stuff in me that i don't think i even saw mm-hmm. and uh really encouraged me to kind of like come out of my shell and i learned so much about um customer service there obviously because i was waitressing <laughs> and um yeah he was just really really sweet he he passed away a few years ago oh. but uh, he was his funeral was like there was cops directing traffic to oh, his wow. funeral. like there he was just one of those so it- people that impacted everyone he met Mm -hmm. and everyone loved him i mean he was in a he was a restaurant in a small town too Mm -hmm. so a lot of people knew him and everything but he um yeah he was definitely impactful to my growth as a person um and just really cared about me when i didn't really have that kind of father figure either Mm -hmm. so yeah definitely definitely joe yeah, but it's it's
0: nice to see that this this man can leave a legacy and yeah. say it doesn't matter, you don't have to be this big public figure mm-hmm. yes. to make a difference in other people's lives, to influence, to impact, and that's why you never know, but you never knew at the time that was kind of your stepping stone by yeah. by getting out and doing cables, because that's where you kind of with our businesses are very similar because you're mm-hmm. always dealing with the public. You're always dealing with complaints. You're always dealing with things. So it really gets you to be a, a people person very early. Cause when yeah. I in high school, I did the same thing. I bussed tables mm-hmm. and then I waited right? Yep. So mm-hmm. later, um, same, same town uh, at a place here, but it, it really kind of gets you out because you have to deal with all types of all types of people, yes. but but mm-hmm. dealing with all types of people. My next, my next thing is what's your biggest pet peeve
1: with dealing with people or just, just in, in general, just in general, <laughs> it could be anything, maybe you have more than one.
0: I don't uh, know. You're like, let uh, me get out the list.
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, gosh, I guess people that, um, I guess people that kind of lack empathy. I feel like I'm the kind of person that I'm constantly, maybe I'm, I guess, labeled an overthinker, but constantly kind of trying to put myself in other people's uh, perspectives. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes people get kind of like that um, tunnel vision about situations and things like that. um, And they're it's hard for them to kind of flip the script and look at Mm -hmm. situations from other um, perspectives. Maybe, maybe that I guess I mm-hmm. just, yeah, like I said, I try to like look at things from all perspectives and, yes. and be unbiased as much as I can for things of
0: course, yeah, of course what what's the one thing in your business venture um, that you did not expect
1: um, honestly, probably the amount of support that I get from my clients, I feel like I entered the the industry expecting to just have like do my clients and obviously i loved what i did but Mm -hmm. i i'm not sure i expected the connection that i form with with guests Mm -hmm. um because so many of the people that sit in my chair like one they've been sitting in my chair for such a long time now that i've been doing this a while and they just like genuinely care about me as a person um and i i'm not sure that i ever expected that um just that, you know, that there's such a uh, uh, mutual, um, like, caring for yeah. each other, I yeah. guess. Yeah, they Obviously, reciprocate
0: like, and yeah. say give out and receive and, yeah. and give and receive.
1: Yeah, just just having um, such a supportive network of people just through my clients and through my work. I think mm-hmm. I, I don't think I ever really expected that level of it. Sure. Oh, wow. That's, am-
0: yeah. that's amazing. What's one piece of advice you would give someone uh, that wants to start out in this career?
1: Uh, I would say probably to push through the first few years because the first few years are definitely really, really challenging, um, especially if you have a hard time finding a shop that is going to guide you in the right way. Mm-hmm. I feel like s- that's probably the top thing I hear about why somebody left the industry. Is just because the first few years were way too challenging, or they were at a a shop where they didn't feel supported or or heard mm-hmm. or listened to, um, and to kind of try and keep your keep your spirit up after school because I feel like they come out of school with like you know bright eyes and so yes. excited, and then sometimes they end up in a shop that just like. Mm-hmm you know, just well, they don't do anything. That.
0: Yeah. <laughs> or a lot of times I found in school, school wants to hype you up. And yeah. usually you're like the best person at the top in school. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone loves you, all the clients. But when you get in the real world and then you start an apprenticeship, a lot of these owners, they, they have you answer the phone, sweep the floor and wash hair. And that's all you do for the whole entire yeah. apprenticeship time. They don't teach you anything because they don't want you to go and take clients you know which is unfair but that's the whole point of apprenticeship and that's the whole point of bringing someone on that you can say this person knows how to cut hair this person knows how to highlight Mm -hmm. perm color do everything that they kind of need to do and and having a like a a better environment makes such a big difference which um, comes around to the next why do you think green circle salons is really needed in salons today
1: um i wish i knew the exact stat but it's pretty staggering the amount of waste that is generated by salons um all over the world but in Mm -hmm. north america especially um i believe green circle is just in north america right now but Mm -hmm. um yeah the amount of waste that is generated is crazy and when that waste is going into landfills it can be pretty harmful so I definitely, in my personal life and in my um, professional life, I do try to be as uh, yeah, recycle as, as much that. as
0: possible. Yeah, Use as
1: possible. Be more so, efficient. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, green circle was like a no brainer for me when I opened. Um, and it's great that they have the PPE recy- recycling now as well. Mm-hmm. So the gloves, I mean, I go through gloves way more than I yes. ever did. Mm-hmm. Um, and any masks they, uh, yes. they take as well. So definitely, I think it's very important for me to to be a part of that.
0: Yeah. And that's good too, because then these items aren't then going into garbage, then going into landfill, because yeah. a lot of this stuff takes years or if any, doesn't even break down. And then yep. now you're stuck with all these landfills with this stuff that's just there yeah, and it's sure. going to be there forever um, yeah. sort of thing. How important do you um, is it to you that your salon be inclusive? So inclusive meaning like all types of people are yeah. able to come in.
1: That is definitely like top, top priority for me. Um, I feel like even when I was a young stylist, I thought that I was inclusive. And I've learned so much over the years that no, like there's actually so much more that I could be doing to make Mm -hmm. it inclusive. And I try to make sure that every single day I'm spending a little bit of time to learn more about how I can do that. But I do um, feel that from the feedback I get from a lot of my guests Mm -hmm. that I've done a pretty good job of making it inclusive Mm -hmm. and uh I just do, like I said, everything that I possibly can to to make it that way and just keep up with education and everything to make sure that I'm there all the time because I feel like it's constantly kind of changing. You know?
0: Yeah. And the nice thing with your place is kind of like a boutique lounge sort of thing yeah. where you're not dealing with 20 stylists. You're not yes. dealing with a constant noise commotion where yes, you can really where- spend that one-on-one time yeah. with with that person and address their needs, where yep. they can feel safe, where they can feel comfortable, where mm-hmm. they know that, you know, th- there's not somebody in the next chair listening to their conversation, exactly. like all that kind of yep. stuff, which is nice. And I think that's more what, what kind of people are looking for. Um, I'm not sure if you read a lot, but do you have three books that you would recommend to my audience and why?
1: I honestly don't read as much as i should i'm i'm more of like a um internet type reader i guess or even something you found or an
0: article or something that kind of piqued your interest to that you think people should like follow up and maybe check it out
1: there's definitely some instagram accounts that i feel are very uh, informative as far mm-hmm. as like inclusiveness. Yes, uh, I might have to actually look up the tags because I don't want to get them wrong. It's okay. Yeah, we but can I, put
0: them in the and the yeah. bio and stuff like that when people yeah, to read but, but and can, look.
1: Yeah, I definitely follow a few accounts that I feel are you know that hit the mark really well and mm-hmm. are very broad as far as the information that they offer yes. for just general inclusiveness. Um, yeah. Not not necessarily for yeah. salon specifically, but.
0: Yeah. Or these could be any books or any kind of stuff you read. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to necessarily apply to inclusiveness. Some people have like great business books or self-help or or mental awareness, or there's all kinds of yeah, things as well. Sure. But, but in your opinion, what's the most important personality trait um, or strength someone would need to work uh, in your industry to be successful?
1: Um Probably. Probably listening skills honestly I mean obviously the hair part of it is important um, but you have to be able to really listen to your clients mm-hmm. and also ask the right questions because I feel that clients sometimes don't always know how to explain what they want to you know give us the best idea what we Mm -hmm. need to do to give them what they want. So just asking the right questions to uh, kind of pull out the right information so that you can create a color or a cut Mm -hmm. or whatever extension service that's going to suit their needs the best. Um, Yeah. So just being able to kind of that communication skill uh, to, like I said, pull out that information and give them exactly what they need.
0: Yeah it's a great soft skill that a lot of uh, hairstylists I think kind of lost along the way that yeah. they're so busy or they've got to get mm-hmm. so many people done or they're just not listening or as to say they have that tunnel vision I'm just going to yeah. do this and that's what they do and mm-hmm. and I built a lot of my business just from corrective from other people
1: yes, because yes. and that
0: was the thing not that the work necessarily was bad but the because the stylist didn't listen to what they yeah. were looking for and a lot of say okay this client's coming back. I'll just have her color already mixed. And then she's saying, yeah. Hey, I want to try some, Oh, you already mixed the color. Okay. Maybe next time. Yeah. But, but every time for me, I do, I do a consultation every single time my client comes. So 100%. I find that I listen. So maybe there's new information. Maybe they love what they have. Maybe they want to change what they have. Maybe they're mm-hmm. going on vacation. Maybe they're deciding to grow their hair out. Maybe for they're sure. deciding they want to change, or as I say, they want to crop it off because it's so much easier. Mm -hmm. And then that's a good way to go through because that's your opportunity in the chair to find out where they're at about their life, you know, what kind of products would best suit. And and two, um, if we're the professional, we should use everything in our toolkit to bring out the best in them, you Mm -hmm. know, because clients really don't want, they want, clients love to talk about themselves and that's what they should. And so do stylists. But the thing is stylists should really listen to the client because they're the one paying for your time, not Mm -hmm. the other way, not the Mm -hmm. other way around sort of thing. But what's one lesson in your job that taught you um, to think that, that everybody should learn what, uh, now I'm getting all a little tongue-tied, but what's one (laughs) lesson your job has taught you that you think everyone should learn at some point in their life?
1: Um, I think probably like kind of going back to the empathy and compassion component, Mm -hmm. just being able to really be there for another person and how much a small, um, kind of act or even just saying something to a person, like how much that can actually impact their day or their life. Um, so yeah, just like, learning to, to really be kind and compassionate and mindful of other people because you never know, you know, what they're going through. Cause sometimes clients sit down and they're like, they seem fine. And then you mm-hmm. give them that exceptional service. And at the end they kind of break down and say like, Oh my God, you know, I'm having this problem or this mm-hmm. kind of day, or this is happening. And you just like, Changed my whole day, you know. Yeah. So that can 100 percent be applied in daily life. It doesn't have to be just in in the chair, you know.
0: No, and that and, and just, that's the thing because, say, you never know what sensitivities or what people are going through. And, yeah. and same, because we're in the beauty industry, and like you said, because maybe you have tattoos, people will judge you right away, think you're intimidating, yes. and they haven't even <laughs> talked to you yet. They mm-hmm. don't even know you. They haven't even talked to you, but they assume you're a certain way. And I think for some stylists they do the same. They think this person's grouchy, this person, but you don't know what happened to them before they came, you know, yes. into your chair. They sat down in your chair, and, and clients really want to feel safe in your chair safe mm-hmm. to talk, safe that you're not going to mess their hair up, safe that if they say, I want an inch off, you're going to take an inch off, and mm-hmm. not just, Well, my inch is this, <laughs> you know, when it's really this, you know, yeah. sort of thing. And I think that's why a lot of people get scared kind of coming in, especially a brand new person. Um, so what's people's normal reactions when they first come and sit in your chair that have never been to you before?
1: Um, well, most of them, I try to give a survey after they leave. Mm-hmm. I do like a digital survey. Yeah. Most tend to say that they felt very welcomed um, and that they never had a consultation the way mm-hmm. that they did when yep. they sat in my chair. Um, and just, yeah, that they felt very listened to and felt that – I was, you know, actually trying to give them what they want and not just doing a service and sending them on. Their that's way. That's right. Next,
0: next, next. Hey, I yeah. got your money. That's it. But, mm-hmm. but the nice thing is a follow up is so important that yeah. then they're still feeling valued because you're still asking, you know, how was this for you? Rather than saying, hey, you like your hair? Oh, great. That'll be X, Y, Z. you know, charge the card, here you go sort of thing. It's nice to say, I'm going to follow up and really see what you think. How can I improve? How can I make it better? How can I, you know, based on that? And then it kind of makes you a better, well-rounded stylist to really Mm -hmm. know what your clientele wants and needs are. And -hmm. then you can target it. And I think that's the same for services too. Why have a whole big service menu when half of them your clients don't even want? You're better to specialize. And yes. whether it be, you know, um, funky color, whether it be extensions, whether it be treatments, whether it be whatever, know your clients and offer them that and do it well and, and specialize mm-hmm. and charge accordingly. And I think that's yeah. kind of the best way to, to go, sort of thing. So if people wanted to find you, um, where online can they find you?
1: Uh, my Instagram is hair by underscore Cassandra Rose. Uh, my Facebook is just Black Rose Beauty Lounge, and same with my website, www.blackrosebeautylounge.com.
0: Awesome. So, if there's one nugget of gold you would like to leave our audience, what would it be?
1: Um, <laughs> just um, kind of like I said before, just treat everybody with kindness um, and try and think about maybe what they're going through and be respectful. and you'll go a long way just with, just with that for sure.
0: Exactly. I mean, empathy, empathy and care. And I think the way things are now people are so busy with their lives and with everything going on, they kind of miss that and say, if you don't know what empathy is, look it up Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) sort of thing, because empathy and sympathy are two different things, but, but, but to really be in that person's shoes really makes a big difference because you'd wish if you went somewhere that people would do the same for you, because mm-hmm. yes, we're providers of service, but we're also consumers as well. When we go to a shoe store, when we go grocery shopping, when we grab mm-hmm. our coffee, when we, you know, whatever it might might be sort of thing. But I want to thank you, Cassandra. It's been wonderful. Wow. The time just really, really flew. And I want to <laughs> thank, thank our listeners. Oh, yeah. And I want to thank our listening audience Um, with you. Where we're at now is almost 43,000 downloads. Please like, share, subscribe, tell your friends. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, please contact me and I'll see you next time.